And you have to plan your meals because the time to think about what you're going to have to eat is not when you are exhausted and you just got done with a a 10 hour hour day of work. And you know what you're going to do then? You're going to grab the easiest, quickest thing that's available. Hi, I am Alok and I'm your host at Pitarobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Fitarobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. I am extremely excited to welcome Len Smith today for Fitness Pro Chat with Fit Aerobic. Len is based in New York and is a registered nurse for 18 plus years. She has spent most of her career in nursing leadership and caring for geriatric population. She is a certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. She has a master's degree from Walden University and bachelor's from Cruz University. Welcome to the show, Len. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Len, today we are diving into the world of nutrition planning. And to kick things off, please help us understand why is it so important for individuals to have their own nutrition plan created? Okay, so having your own nutrition plan is critical um, and it's based on several things. It's based on your age, your gender. Um, Do you have any medical conditions or chronic conditions? What are your health goals? Also, your dietary or cultural food preferences. So it's based on many, many things, not just one thing in particular. Sure. So uh, building on that, how can a personalized nutrition plan help people achieve their health and wellness goal more effectively than generic plans? Um, Sure. So a plan that works for somebody else may not work for you. Again, it's all based on your personal unique goals as an individual. If your your goals may be weight loss, muscle building, you may be training for a particular sport or just overall wellness. So a nutrition plan that's designed for you, you are more likely to stick with it over the long haul. Also, because you have to account for your individual lifestyle and food preferences. And those things change over time. As we get older, they change. So it's not about being on a diet, but it's about changing your lifestyle for, you know, over the long term. And I would say very rightly said, because most cases, most individuals try and adopt or adapt some of the plans that are already being published and maybe their favorite actors or any celebrity uh, would prescribe to and they just go ahead and try and start doing and copying uh, or following the similar kind of diet uh, program, which may not work for them at an individual level. So coming to the one of the important part is what are the key considerations when designing their own nutrition plan? Sure. Yeah. And there's so many diets out there, you know, just because my friends on the keto diet doesn't mean that that's going to be the diet for me. Um, And a lot of these diets... They require you restricting something like restricting, restricting an entire food group, restricting yeah. an extreme number of calories. Um, but maybe that doesn't work for me. The first thing that you need to do is you need to determine what is your goal. Are you trying yes. to lose weight? Are you trying to, to pack on some muscle? 
Um, are you trying to control your diabetes or your heart disease? You know, so it really depends on those things. It, it's not one size fits all. It, it's absolutely not. We all have different caloric needs and nutrition needs. You know, it, it really depends on what your goals are. So for the, the first thing you need to do is you need to determine what exactly are your goals? The next thing you need to do is do a full assessment of your own diet. Looking at what are the foods that I'm eating? How many calories am I getting in in a day? How much protein am I getting? So you need to do a full assessment of your diet. And a successful diet, I would say, meaning something that you're going to stick to for the long haul, is a diet that is well-balanced, contains various foods, and it should have foods and tastes that you like. And uh, I would say you just picked up on personal preferences per se, so what role do personal preferences and especially dietary restrictions also is another factor that usually people should consider when uh, putting together their nutrition plan. So what role do personal preferences and dietary restrictions play in creating a successful nutrition plan? Sure. So, I mean, if you, um, if you have an intolerance to dairy, um, if you have food allergies, all of those things need to be considered into your personalized nutrition plan. You don't want to say, well, that person over there um, has tons of dairy and look at them. They look terrific. Knowing you have a, a you know an intolerance to dairy foods, you're not going to include those foods in your own plan. It just doesn't make sense. It's only going to cause you um, to be unsuccessful, get discouraged and not get the results that you want. Um, and different cultures include different foods in their diet. So you have to include, like I said, foods that you like, foods, you know, that you're not allergic to, that you don't have intolerances to, and foods that you know that you can eat for a long period of time. You know, it's not about being on a diet. You know, I just hate that term. Well, I'm on this diet. You know, it's about long-term life changes. Not, it's, there's, there's no quick fixes in this. And everybody wants that quick fix, the, the special secret. Rachel. Um, and unfortunately, I hate to, to say it, but, but there really aren't. You have to make these small incremental changes for success over the long term. Rachel, I mean, you rightly put it together uh, that the focus should be on long term changes uh, rather than short term. And majority of cases, everyone wants, uh, okay, my plan has started uh, today. So in seven days from now, I should start seeing the change and I should be a fully transformed human being, uh, <laughs> especially on the physical side, which never happens. It's, it's a process. It takes a, its own time. Uh, I, I It took time for us to grow up on the heavier side. So, we should be patient with ourselves and understand that, yes, it's again going to take time for us to go go from heavier to a leaner side, which is a slow and gradual process. And in that process, we should not try and damage our own uh, physical being by consuming food, which is not good for our body, including uh, certain, say, bad carbs, or it could be bad fats and all of that. So that brings me to very important question and two terms which most people uh, hear about are macronutrients and micronutrients. And there's a lot of confusion around 
what micro macronutrients people should be eating and what micronutrients they should be eating. So can you explain how these elements fit into the personalized nutrition plan and why are they so significant in any nutrition plan? Sure. Okay, so macro and micronutrient balance. It's important to achieve overall health. Uh, that's yeah. first and foremost. And to prevent chronic diseases and nutrition, uh, nutrient deficiencies. Um, so, again, everything is individual. There is yeah. no one size fits all for this. Um, sure. If I am trying to increase muscle mass, I'm going to want increased protein amounts. Um, if I have diabetes or I'm trying to lose weight, I want to limit my carbohydrate intake. Um, if I'm a triathlete, I'm going to want a really high carbohydrate intake. Um, it, it is so personalized. There is no one size fits all. And I think that cool. is is the point is that you can't just do the latest diet that you're seeing out there. Um, consult with your primary care physician. Consult with a registered dietitian. All your macro and micronutrient intake should be completely tailored and individualized to you. And then over time, as your lifestyle changes, your activity levels change, those things can be tweaked and changed over time, depending on what your lifestyle is like at the time. So, yes, Absolutely. they're very important, but it's very individual. So how do we strike a right balance between amounts of carbs, proteins and fats that we should include in our nutrition plan? Well, again, I mean, I would say it's it's individual and, you know, you should always, again, consult with your primary care physician or provider because it depends on how old you are. Are you dealing with chronic conditions? Sure. What is your sport? Are you an athlete? But just overall, I would say to strike that balance is to eat a wide range of foods. You know, there's so many, so many fat diets out there. And what I'm saying is probably very confident or controversial, but strike a balance. You've got to eat a variety yeah. of foods. You, you can't restrict any specific food group. You know, eating the variety of foods, I would say, is striking that balance. But it's, you know, figure out your goal first, and then it can be determined exactly what you need. So one of the things which I have observed in most cases, speaking to various experts and also to certain clients, is people often struggle with portion control because they understand that they have to eat variety of food. So they tend to eat more of a good quality food, thinking that, yes, more is always good. Uh, and then they start struggling with portion control. So what tips can you share to help manage portion sizes effectively? Okay, so the first thing I would say, and... People may not like this, but measure, measure your portions. Okay. Sure. I started um, food prepping 20 years ago, you know, in an effort to, to lose weight. Uh -huh. And I did, you know, in measuring my food, it's a simple answer. It may not be very complex or, you know, high tech, but measure your food. Then over time, you get to know, you get to eyeball and you get to know what those portions start to look like. So at first, measure the food. Secondly, I would say, beware of eating out, right? You know when you go out, you're always going to get extra portions. 
So I don't go out myself very often. But what I do if I do go out is as soon as I sit down and as soon as I I get my plate, I'm already only planning on eating half of that food. And the rest is going to go home with me. You know, like I said, over time, if you do it long enough, you'll get to know what those portion sizes look like or what they should look like anyways. Another thing is ask yourself, are you really hungry? Or am I just bored or sad or stressed or angry? Take a second before you give into that craving and ask yourself if you're really hungry. Oftentimes, I think food is treated like an entertainment center, right? But food food is to fuel our bodies. Whenever I grab a snack or I'm planning a meal, I'm always asking myself, I call it eating with a purpose, right? Yes. I'm asking myself, what is this food going to do for my body? Am I going to eat the hard-boiled sure. egg or am I going to get a handful of chips? All right. Well, what are these foods going to do for my body? Is it, are the chips really going to do anything for me or are they just empty calories? So I try to ask myself those questions before I eat. I stop, kind of time out and wait a second and determine determine those things at first. Absolutely. And one of the pointers which I would want to add to this is, and this is purely based on one of uh, the interactions that I had uh, with an expert. So when we eat food, uh, which is from outside, maybe from a restaurant or some other quick pickup places, the glycemic index of these uh, food is quite high. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we may not realize, but in our minds, we would just feel or think that, okay, we are just having a small little burger there, but uh, maybe the number of calories that burger uh, would add to the meal, uh, it could be just the double of what we could have eaten at our homes. Absolutely. And like I said, I I really don't go out that often um, just because of that, because sure. when you go out, you don't really know what you're getting, Right. And absolutely, you, you know, there's going to be so many, you know, there's extra sugars and, and things put into these foods that make them taste really good. True. And um, so the only way to really know what you're getting is, is to, to make your own food, prepare your own absolutely. food. Absolutely. So one concept is mindful eating. So how can people integrate mindful eating into their nutrition plan? So I kind of already said this, but before you, you know, before you eat, stop, take a time out. Are you thirsty? Uh All right. Often dehydration can make you feel hungry. So I would say just stop, take that time out before you grab that bag of chips. Think about what is this doing for me? Is this, am I going to perform better? Uh, Am I going to think better on these, you know, potato chips? Um, What is this doing for my body? Am I going to burn more calories? Uh Um, Back to an earlier question. I would also say one thing you shouldn't do, and I never do it, is eat out of a package, right? So talking about mindful eating, I never take a pack. Even if it's, let's say it's a bag full of almonds, nice big Uh bag, right? I never take the bag and then head out to the TV right? You are not paying attention to what you're, to the quantity that you're eating. 
you're not paying attention to, am I full or am I just eating because I'm bored? I always take that serving out of the package, right? Paying attention to reading my food label and put the package back and I walk away. So if I'm going to eat in front of the TV, because I like to, at least I have my portion already counted out for me. Yeah. Think about what you're doing. Take that time out. Ask yourself, what is this doing? Is this doing something? Is this just empty calories that I'm pumping my body full of that are doing absolutely nothing? Absolutely. And one other associated uh, term is craving. Oftentimes, uh, we have our meals and then uh, we realize a few hours, it's inching towards the midnight, we realize we are hungry. And then we go out or probably order from outside or maybe uh, dig into our refrigerator and find out something. So how do we stay on track uh, to deal with uh, cravings, uh, and when, when we are especially working on a nutritious meal plan? Well, what I would say is at some point you're going to give in to the craving, right? It's not about yeah. being perfect all the time, um, but it's about doing your best most of the time. So the first thing I would say is don't have, when I say bad foods, I mean highly processed, ultra processed foods. So don't have those foods out and about. Don't have a bowl of candy sitting on your table. So when you walk in in the door after a long day's work and you're tired and hungry, it's right there and it's quick and easy. Just don't have them around. Don't have them available. Or if you want to have, you know, if you have a craving for, say, a chocolate bar or something like that, it's not that you can't have it, but again, think about it. Am I really hungry or am I just really bored right now? Or am I just really stressed? Have a glass of water. Have a high protein snack. And then I usually say, if you still want it, go ahead and have it. But portion control is critical. You can't go crazy. But I usually try to have a glass of water, A, determine if I'm hungry, drink that full glass of water, and pair it with a high protein snack. Absolutely. So one other uh, scenario that uh, I have seen is on sustainable lifestyle change. Typically, most of us uh, start with a plan considering there's more of a short term fix. And we include certain food items which may bring short term changes or progressing uh, towards a better lifestyle. But they are not sustainable in the long term. So how exactly someone ensure that their nutrition plan is not just a short-term fix, but a long-term sustainable lifestyle change? I would say, first and foremost, you got to incorporate foods that you enjoy. It has yeah. to be foods and tastes that you like that align um, you know, with your preferences, your culture. You have to like the food. Otherwise, right off the bat, you're not going to be successful. The second one is, like I said, incorporate a variety of foods. Don't just focus on one certain food or, you know, don't restrict entire food groups. And also continuously track the progress towards your goals. All right. You have to, like I said, as your life changes, 
um, your activity levels change, you have to constantly go back and make these little changes over time. And by doing that, reassessing your goals, reassessing your progress, making those little changes makes it easier and more sustainable for the long haul, not just a quick fix. So Ali, you also talked about uh, having water, especially when we, we are having craving. And I mean, that brings me to the topic of hydration because hydration is extremely important with nutrition. So how does fluid intake help into a well-rounded nutrition plan? Yeah, so it, it absolutely does. So water is critical to sustain life, right? It's required to support all of our bodily functions. And I know fluid requirements and intake, it's an extremely controversial topic. But what I would say is, I know the National Academy of Medicine, they recommend 3.7 liters a day for men, 2.7 for women. Okay, we know that, right? But we also have to consider the individual need, okay? And when I say those numbers, we're also discussing fluid intake through foods like fruits and vegetables. So that's not just drinking that much, you know, by mouth in a day. You have to consider how often, what's your activity level, level, how much are you sweating in a day, or are you sitting at a desk for eight to 10 hours a day? You have to consider certain medical conditions. Do you have congestive heart failure? Do you have kidney failure? You may need to restrict your fluid. So it's not, there is just not a one size fits all, but yes, hydration is absolutely important. It is part of a a solid nutrition plan. But again, that's why we say it's personalized because it's personalized to you. There is no blanket requirement. And I also want to talk about sports drink. I know a lot of people um, like to drink, you know, the high sugary sports drinks and they think they need that. I don't think you really need that. I know the recommendation is you really only need those drinks if you're exercising intensely for about two hours or more. Way too. Yeah. So those drinks are only giving you extra sugar and empty calories. You don't need those if you're going on a 30-minute walk. That That's very rightly said. And in fact, I read it somewhere uh, uh, that we don't need to go for a sugary drink or maybe... Uh, any beverage, if we are even going for a running for say 30 minutes, it, it's yeah. not at all required. It's true. So, You're only adding sugar, sh- more sugar and empty calories that you really don't need to your diet, you know, which is, absolutely. you know, can take you off track of meeting your goals. Very true. So another uh, area is meal prepping and meal prepping and plan- planning seem to be a growing trend stays. So could you share some strategies for effective meal planning and preparation that can be incorporated in our day-to-day lives? Yeah, absolutely. Meal prepping is critical. One of the, the main things that I do is I buy and I cook my food in bulk. Um, so I will probably make um, today's, when I'm cooking today's dinner or today's meals, I'm already thinking about food preparation for tomorrow. I'm making extra. Um, I put it in the freezer. Um, I buy in bulk and cook in bulk so I have food for the long term. I designate a day of the week that I do my food prep. I food prep for me. It's on Sundays. The weekdays are just too busy for me. Um, So Sunday seems to work. And 
you have to plan your meals because the time to think about what you're going to have to eat is not when you are exhausted and you just got done with a, a 10 hour, hour day of work. And you know what you're going to do then? You're going to grab the easiest, quickest thing that's available. So that is True. not the way to go. So always meal prepping is, is critical. Storage containers. I own a lot of storage containers. Uh-huh. I would highly advise against plastic. They usually contain hormone disruptors. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I recommend um, glass uh, storage containers. I have a whole bunch of them. And that way I can measure my portion sizes in those containers and store them in the refrigerator for the week ahead. So preparation is the key. Um, Another thing that I do is I don't leave home without a snack, right? I always have a high protein snack on me, in the car, on me somewhere. Uh I, I don't let myself ever get starving. Because once you get starving, that's when you're going to binge, especially if you're not prepared and you don't have something on hand to eat. So I always have something on hand so that I don't have to pull into a fast food restaurant or stop into the convenience store and grab something. I always, I travel prepared. That's a very nice strategy. In fact, most of us should definitely try and adapt it in our lives uh, as well. So what are the, some of the common mistakes people uh, typically make when designing their own nutrition plan? So from your experience, if you could uh, help us understand about it. Oh, yeah. Um, so the first thing I would say is restricting too many calories, starving themselves, right? Yeah. Because it might work in the short term, but eventually... It's going to do the opposite of what you're trying to do. Eventually, you're going to break. You're going to binge. You're going to. You're not going to be able to maintain a severe calorie restriction. And normally, what happens in those situations is that people end up gaining more weight. You know, more weight than they were originally. So, extreme calorie restriction, restricting an entire food group. You know, like totally restricting carbohydrates or completely restricting carb or fats or, you know, those are the most popular ones. Again, that's not sustainable over the long haul. I might be able to do it um, for 30 days, 60 days, but I, I myself know I can't do that. I yeah. need a variety of foods to, to feel good and function correctly. So restricting is, is huge. Another thing I would say is just because I'm eating healthy foods doesn't mean that I can eat all of all. Yeah, you still have to keep those portions in check and um, and pay attention to those calories. You have to read your food labels. What's the correct portion size? What's my serving size? You have to have some limits. So moderation is the key. Very true. Moderation is the key. That brings me to the final question for you today. Could you help with the top three takeaway that will help people to embark on designing their own nutrition plan? Yeah. So preparation. All right. Preparation is the key to success. Uh, Absolute preparation. Don't wait till you're starving. Uh, That's when bad decisions happen. Uh, So definitely preparation. Think of, think of what your meals are going to be ahead and make sure you have things on hand in order to prepare those meals. Um, Read, read your food ingredient labels. Make sure that you are in fact buying what, what you think you're buying. 
You know, we yes. didn't talk a lot about it today, but you know, maybe in the future there, there are so many foods that are highly, highly processed. Um, and they may not be exactly what you think you're buying. Um, Absolutely. they may be filled with, with preservatives. Um, so make sure that you're reading your labels, seeing what's in there and that you're focused on purchasing whole foods, minimally processed, True. which is very difficult today, but you have to just do your best on that. And the last thing I would say is if you make a poor choice, if you go off track, if you go off the rails, don't dwell on it. All right. You need to just brush it off and you need to move forward. Okay. You can't get stuck. None of us are perfect. We're going to go off the rails at times, but the key is that you get right back on and you don't dwell on it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lynn. That was brilliant. Uh, and, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. We hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. In the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram at Fit Aerobic or through our website, fitaerobic.com. And remember, failures will only make you strong and better learned. Take care, stay healthy, and live a fulfilling life with Fit Aerobic.